So after more more than two months, I think uh, we're finally back with some breaking wall series. I don't know, man. I'm just putting months it's, out it's there. Three months. It feels it feels for that was it's been too long, right? And uh, fortunately, we don't have Mandel for today. He's uh, got cut up into some uh, IRL business. But we do have, you know, the regular, the usual subjects, suspects, uh, guilty as public, Panthea, and Word Up. And we're going to talk about Dragonflight Alpha, you know, uh, what everybody feels at the moment that, you know, it's happening. What's what's kind of the direction that they're going? Is it is it? too late is it still on track we're gonna talk a little bit about the talents as well there's there's a couple of concerns a lot of concerns to some specs over there some happy faces as well flame yeah yeah very, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy i'm thinking of the numbers that i did on my evoker just early it just keeps keeps my mind occupied but um all in all we did have two uh, builds of alpha as of the recording this video and uh it's probably gonna be still two until you guys manage to see it so that out of the way and uh going into the chat uh, hello guys welcome again and thank you for being able to get here hello 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 hello, hello. <laughs> well, um, let's talk I, about the, the the first the first impressions of, of the, yeah, the two yeah. builds. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody got in, but I know I know two people that got in. Um, so, regardless, I know all of the folks here are quite connected with what is happening. And if the you know somebody did not give alpha, they did get feedback, or they have some person who has it and, and you know got tested out and stuff. Started it off with guilty. First impressions on how the build looks guilty, what you've seen, what you, what you discovered, you know, and we'll pass it I mean, on. I'm the only person here without Alpha, I think. I, I know you know a lot. It looks okay. It looks in a decent spot. Um, there's definitely some, some concerns about things, but the dungeons look fairly interesting. Um, the new class looks probably more complete than Demon Hunter did at this point. And probably more complete than Demon Hunter looked online. Absolutely, unquestionably. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Um, it looks okay. Looking forward to uh, seeing more of it, though. Yeah, hopefully in the next wave you'll get into when uh, we can <laughs> we can we can talk shop on proper ferals. Uh, public, what what you think? I know public uh, also didn't get alpha at least I last have it week. Now. I have you it have now. it now. I okay, got it beautiful. this week. Um, yeah, I think overall the alpha. I'm both intrigued to get out of Shadowlands and get into something different. Um, I'm also very kind of disappointed. I think the Shadow Tree and the Priest Tree leaves a lot to be desired. And I do have some hope in that some of the newer trees that were released, like Shaman, have a lot, I think, a lot of good things about them. Um, so I'm hoping that Blizzard kind of circles back on Druid, Priest, and a few other talent trees that came out earlier with lessons learned, or at least what they've seemingly learned looking at the new talent trees. Because the Shadow Tree right now is... It's a massive pain point in the community. You know, it's hard to find a lot of great things about it. It's kind of disorganized and it's not it's not a fun way to make builds, I guess. Yeah. Um, so looking to get some iteration on that for sure. We've given a lot of feedback on that. So and there's time uh, still. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll so. definitely get get more into a, a part of the issues on on the shadow tree priest in general and also feral because we do have Giltius here and I'm quite interested on his ideas uh on feral but moving along uh panthea which we've the, we had the pleasure to play with on uh oh on yeah alpha a couple of times the, the uh, new evoker uh, devastation <laughs> specialist if there was a tank in evoker yeah i am a uh, big alpha boy <laughs> so what, what, what what's your first thoughts on it man so yeah the um the world feels you know quite polished ed zone we had last week it 
felt in a decent spot. Uh, couldn't actually do the entire zone because the quest just kind of cut off halfway through. But that's probably for story purposes. So we didn't really get to see like the zone end game that they were pitching, but that's probably in the later phase. Uh, the dungeons look kind of good. I haven't had a chance to run them. I've just watched streams of them. I'll have an opportunity to run them either later today or tomorrow. Dragon races are pretty cool. A nice little feature. And um, the new crafting as well is uh, it's quite interesting where you've got multiple ranks of materials and your crafting skill as well as a new stack called Inspiration determine the output of gear. And it's then quite involved. Then you've also yeah. got crafted like equipment for your crafting specs, which give you extra stats. So I think the blacksmithing hammer that I had was equivalent to about two items worth of stats. Oh, so that, that's not intended. Okay. Okay. That one, it, they're supposed to just give um, profession stats. Okay. So it's not going to be any secondary stats or primary stats. Yeah. It's, it's not a gear thing. Okay, because I was going to say that's going to be a nightmare for Kira on Warcraft okay. logs. Yeah, he's got the new <laughs> talent trees to put in there and all of the crafted gear. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute mess. Right. Uh, okay, so fairly fairly positive. Uh, what up? What is what do you think, man? Uh, I I like the same thing because I was in and I saw the first zone. Like the game world does look way more finished than any other alpha that I've done. Because even when you would like dip into the other zones that we weren't supposed to go to and get potted out, you could see that the world was finished. There wasn't like grey boxes or anything. The capital city was finished. Uh, most of the systems all work. Dragon riding is really, really fun. Just generally about the world. Uh, I don't know about like the quest cutting off. It seemed like it finished with the campaign, but it was a lot more go and find your own quest thing in the world. So it was a lot more exploring to mm -hmm. level there. True. The... Talents are a pressing concern, like Public and Guilty said, because there's not all of them in. But they are consistently improving with each iteration that I've seen. Like, each release pass and each release class seem to be going in a better direction than the original, like, pitch meeting first draft ones. So, time is kind of short on it but they have been really really active in feeding uh, reading feedback and implementing feedback like build by builds so that's a positive it's just like the time constraint situation for the ones that aren't out yet i think is probably what's sparking worry yeah so I, I was uh on on a, on a different note uh playing uh the evoker from uh the day one of the alpha that we were able to get in uh, I know there was an, a weird mechanic where at the end of the uh, charge uh, abilities you would have the globe, the GCD applying, and I think they fixed that two days into the alpha. Obviously, Evoker is a big, you know, selling point, so they would want that to be as functional as possible. And a talent, at, at least one talent that was very crucial for both the Evoker specs, has also been fixed in this build. On top of uh, you know all the hunter feedback that we have and. Uh, I don't know for the previous specs if anything was changed in the talents, but at least that I what I was able to see, a lot of things have been fixed uh, for, uh, within within the week. So that's maybe a little bit hopeful, but we'll see because there's a lot more to address. They put that GCD back in, by the way. Oh, they did. <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. notice it though. <laughs> it was it, functionally Evoker, though, almost like straight out the gate, everything was working. 
Yeah. More yeah, so than when you look at interaction is not working. But. Yeah, like when you look at some of the other classes, when you play them, there are some buttons oh, sure. that just just don't actually do what they're supposed to do. So th- that's obviously a, a point that they've made to launch it out the gate. Oh, sure. Fully functional because, like, when Havoc released, that had a lot of base buttons not working. The half of its talent tree didn't exist. So, like, yeah. it, that does give the sense that it's further along. I mean, it's a main difference when you design a class with two specs from the ground up as opposed to DH was which was designed based on you know the artifact weapon and it was a problem ever since like uh, if there's one thing that uh, I'm curious about is the actual demon hunter talents that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to get um That'd but be interesting it's going to yeah definitely going to be some interesting work um yeah so kind of kind of like the same same vibes here um we've got into like both uh, Sh- Shadowlands and BFA Alpha and Beta, and it does feel that they're like huge leaps ahead in a lot of the the spaces. Months ahead, yeah, months yeah. ahead of what Shadowlands was at. at, at, this point, at yeah, yeah, as opposed to what we saw in, in the previous two expansions for sure. So I'm like, uh, if if like a lot of the other stuff is close to being done, you know, out, outdoor world and whatever. Um, having more and more focus to the talents and the specs i think uh it's it's uh reassuring and uh we can we can go into a, a bit of like the, the problems we saw with the talents because i'm guessing you know a, a lot of people want to touch on this and are That's interested really funny um well guilty since you <laughs> you mentioned it um we can we can talk a little bit about the feral tree and then we can talk about shadow Wait, if you want to hit the funny one i'm not even talking about feral well no no okay go, go is, with the funny, funny one. one is survival Okay, right? Survival has a choice yeah. option that's butchery or carve. But butchery replaces carve. So if you pick butchery, this button just doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. I mean, just on that point, there are oh, a lot no, of I, I, That also exists in the enhancement one. Yeah. Because in the enhancement ones. one, in the enhancement one, we have elemental blast that's supposed to be different. But because the Ellie one is elemental blast of replacement to Earthshock, when you pick elemental blast as enhancement, it drags Earthshock that you haven't learned onto the bar, so you can't press Elemental Blast. <laughs> yeah. But like There's these are all just—it's all just teething issues with implementing things. It's just sort of funny, but it's obviously it's not the intent. But yeah, there have yeah. been some funny ones that have showed up. Yes, Shadow has fifteen bugs with it right now, um, or sorry, seventeen bugs, and fifteen of them are with old spells. Yeah, so there's like, a lot of there's been a lot of copy pasting, yeah. which is like understandable, but it's definitely a. I just wanted to put a bit well, of a damper on the months. Ahead it's it's thing. interesting <laughs> how how devast or how the evokers specs don't have this problem. Like when I was playtesting them, like they're like it's like working in a much better state than Shadow is. Um, you can you tell can, that they've been yeah they've been working on that thing for years, man. Like at least. So. Well, I I think you can track it with at least. For Shaman's point of view, you can track where it's coming from. All of the spells that have been copy and pasted from the previous iteration of the game into the new one, a lot of those tend to be like non-functional or kind of weird or buggy. But sure. all of the new things that they've put in, so long as they've been implemented as like rather than a placeholder, they work. Like for for hours, we've got things that are brand new that totally work, and then we've got other stuff that's supposed to hook into like uh, Maelstrom generation none of those work because it doesn't seem to think that you've spent maelstrom because the hook isn't there anymore because it's a yeah, new spell they, 
it's definitely going to be a rough transition, I think. Um, I think you could also tell that they're trying to have some interoperability between Shadowlands versions of things and Dragonflight. So pre-patch is going to be wild. Um, like for a lot of the stuff, like what WordUp is saying, they've just duplicated spells. So like, um, yeah. like uh, Shadow, you can get access to a couple of the legendaries that we currently have on live. I'm based on spell data and looking at how they're implemented. I'm guessing you can stack these on live uh, when they get to pre-patch. So I don't know if they're like purposely doing that to give themselves more work, but it's definitely causing like that's a lot to hook up. Like they're they're not just simply moving spells over into the talent tree. Like WordUp is saying, they're actually copying them, pasting them in. So theoretically, you could run the Shadowlands legendary and the talent version at the same time or crazy things like that. So, yeah, yeah. and it's just a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of spells for a lot of specs. So it's going to be a little rocky, I think, for a bit. Oh, for sure. And you think that that's what they're going to do in the pre-patch? Because from the looks of it, considering how many legendaries and conduits made it into the talent trees, it it seems more logical that they would disable pretty much everything Shadowlands in the pre-patch. They might. They might. I don't know. I'm just... Based on you, what you I'm You can never at. tell with you some of this, like... You, you can never tell. But they They've left said, the door open. Is what they've what said I'm... that if in doubt, they're just going to give the, the talent tree priority. I don't think they've said they're turning everything off. But like they said, you wouldn't be able to have two converted, for example. They'd just give yeah. the talent tree one priority. But like tier sets, legendaries, oh, sure. conduits. Like there's a lot of things that just got moved over. Like... I think Shadow got like three or four conduits, three or four legendaries. You know, uh, our tier set got moved over, kind of, right? So, like, how those things stack together is that's a lot of work to even just to get it working. So, I could definitely see them just like trashing and saying, no, you're done. Um, the fun part, though, is like during pre patch, completing any raid is going to be a massive shit show. Um, so, yeah, we'll but see. it always, always is. If you've ever done a pre patch before, it's always hilarious like where things just completely melt it's gonna like, be even sillier though because we're gonna have fated uh, yeah. all the raids are gonna be fated, fated, fated pre-season. <laughs> and like and I, I said this on twitter i think maybe shadow's in the only spot so we'll hopefully it gets changed but shadow can't even get to the end of its tree right now at level 60 um so that's that's fun aside from one point but it's kind of meaningless so yeah we can't pick any of our new idol traits. Uh, so like playing the spec at 60 is going to feel like shit. Um, <laughs> so hopefully we get that solved because otherwise pre-patch is going to suck. They seem yeah. to... Uh, I mean, Shadow is definitely looking the most worrying of the... Shadow's yeah, up there. Yeah, it's, uh, this seems like a recurring theme for Shadow. At the beginning of Shadowlands as well and at the beginning of BFA, let's not forget the oh, we weren't ready to finish up Shadow, see you in two patches, and then he'll be able to play your spec. Um, that was Shaman, though. That was, that was Shadow. That was, that was Shadow yeah, I mean, was and Risto and all that. Shadow's been reworked since Legion, right? Same. Yeah. We've had we've had a rework every every single expansion from, I, I would argue, from what up? Yeah, and like uh, it's it's hard because I think each rework has brought something positive to the spec. The issue is none of it's coherent. Um, it, so. Conversely, I think the other problem is when it gets reworked so much, each iteration of it, there's going to be someone out there that really vibed with specifically that iteration of it. 
Yeah, sure. that needs to be represented yeah. on the tree because that person is then going to look at the tree and go, "Wait, I can't play the one that I liked." So there needs to be a way of doing something kind of like that. Otherwise, they don't like the tree idea because that's very evident on the enhancement. And while they like were really successful with it, you can see every iteration of the spec in some way from the last like eight years on there. It definitely causes a lot of conflict in terms of uh, like community feedback to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is why, and it's really hard, and I've been trying to change my brain, and I know all of us on this call have given feedback at one point, but like, as, as someone that plays the game, you naturally have ideas about what you think is fun or what will you what you can change to be better, um, but Blizzard typically doesn't respond to like that kind of feedback. Like, I could write five pages on like how I would redesign Shadow right now, you know, but like that's not that's not particularly useful, but that's like all the Discord is right now is people like trying to fix the spec. <laughs> and yeah you know. but it, and it's it, it always almost always comes down to like five very specific rework suggestions of a new yeah. esoteric version of the, the talent and that's never going to go anywhere the the whole idea should be like explaining whether or not the the tree is creating enough conflict for you to be interested in you build it and that's why some of the trees succeed and some of the trees uh fail i think well, there isn't a reasonable conflict. There are too many locked-in points. So you don't get to choose and mix and match. You are you have to go one way, and then you get a handful of points elsewhere. Yeah, and I think kind of that on that point, like I think my biggest gripe with the talent trees, and this is not just the shadow problem, is it's just that there's no consistent design pattern, I think, applied to every tree. You know, like I would expect some level of like consistent design for Shadow Priest and Ellie Shaman, for example. They're both hybrid specs that share with a healing specialization and their arranged DPS, right? So I would expect some level of like similarities in terms of like the kinds of things available to them. Um, but even that is like apples and oranges, right? Like Shadow's spec tree has 10 nodes, so not even points, nodes that don't increase your damage, right? Um, Meaning to pick those, you're sacking damage to get Vampiric Embrace, to get Silence, to get Dispersion, right? Um, Ellie Shaman, on the other hand, has like two or three of those. So Shadow has, at, you know, depending on how you swing it, seven or eight more utility choices than Ellie Shaman, right? And I think that, that that's not even a, a conflict choice. That's just a, a friction choice. Like, that's just not even fun. You know, like, yeah, I, like uh, to to go on that for the the shaman one in particular, like that, and why it should probably be the same thing with with priest. Really, is that um, when you look at the shaman tree, all three specs they go in completely opposite directions in a lot of cases in how they play. Like, so all of the throughput is on the spec tree because if you put it on the class yeah. tree, quite a lot of it isn't yeah. interesting or useful. So this this class tree is just completely full of utility or specific things or whatever with five or six throughput nodes and so it's all about you get the throughput nodes and then you get a swiss army knife and pick your utility and the, the spec tree is just all throughput build your character everything's there and that design space i think is really good i think so I think and that's, that's what ian that's mentioned true. as well that, what, that they, what were they should right? be doing yeah but then you also get the, the problem of the, the the pure dps specs where there is a lot more overlap and there is room to put throughput or, in the or even main tree. Death Knights, right? Like Death Knights have a shit ton of throughput in their class tree. Oh, right? they have so much. They've got like an entire column dedicated to it. 
I think like Death Knights at Pantheon might spark up on this, but one of the uh, one of the things with them is they've got a good universal hook because they all use the same resource. So they can sure. put things in there that, that hook into that, whereas like Shaman, all three use completely separate resources. So they have yeah. to separate them. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the, priest, the priest class tree is also kind of a mess. And I think that the conflict thing you mentioned is important, right? Like, because right now, the class tree for priests, we just pick whatever, like, exactly what we want. There's no real choice. Like, it's just like you pick the shit that does damage. You are not incentivized at all to go down holier disc ish spells. Yeah. Um, which is really lame, I think. Like, I think a lot of people were looking forward to being like, oh no, I would like to spec out my Shadow Priest to like, yeah, maybe I'll sacrifice a bit of utility to do more off healing, right? Or something. Um, but there's the, nothing enticing like that at all in our tree. The, yeah, trees that work best, tree basically. the trees that have worked best so far is when you look at it, you'll, you'll like go through the tree, you'll pick all the things that you want immediately, and then you'll finish points and you'll go, oh, wait, I actually really also want this. Which point? Can I move to get it? Can I get there? Can I? I how much do I want it to, to sacrifice yeah. that? And that and, creates a, a legitimately ratio, interesting question. Right? Yeah, you can't have the, the, too much of that conflict. You need to have like a, a good amount of it. You right? need like a solid block. So like to, to get specific with the shaman one, like the entire top row is basically locked in. You ba you will all, always pick very close to the same thing, sure. and the bottom you pick which of the two end cap traits that you want. And, and those are the past. So all of the conflict is in the middle. So it's all about how you mix and match everything in the middle to get to the bottom. But are we there's like about four. The, yeah, I'm talking about the, the spectry because okay, it's all, yeah. all the three sure, stuff. Agreed. So yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the middle stuff is how you build your throughput to get to the bottom in the right way. So that it's isolating the conflict in one row makes it a really intensely interesting problem solving as to how do I max it, match everything together to get to where yeah. I want. A quick question word up on, on what you said. I did want to point this out because this was the one of the most surprising things when I looked at uh, pretty much all of the Shaman uh, spec trees. There's a lot of crossover and a lot of uh, I guess it's not really horizontal but diagonal choices so you can start from the right and actually end up on the left somehow with there's yeah. so many uh, points. There's a lot of lateral pathing on it, yeah. Yes. Like, like Do you say. think that... Jeez that helps into either giving it more options because it's clearly not something that's present in other specs. Yeah. You can think of something like, uh, I think Rogue pretty much sets you on, if you go on that path, you're just going all the way down until you can go sideways. All three Rogue specs. And I believe, I think uh, Marksman does something similar as well, which is also a little bit, uh, so, um, do you- BM has a lot of crossovers. Yeah, I, I think I think more webs on the tree. It just, I, I, very hard to shift away from thinking that that's a bad thing to do. Like it, I agree, having entirely. more crossover points where there's something central that you're pretty likely to want, or something that's maybe not the best for it, but it's still pretty good, and that's your path through to the other sides. It feels so much it another way. Like having dead ends in your talent tree don't feel great, right? That's kind of what we're saying. Yeah. Enhance has like a really. Like its structure is like it's got a clear starting point, and then the middle is like the puzzle, and then the bottom is the payoff. It's like a story. There's like clearly yeah, three exactly. parts. Yeah, exactly. And, and that structure, I think, makes for a really interesting situation because I, I mean, I've watched Discord, I've seen all the builds that people have come up with, and you can very clearly tell which of the things that they liked in Shadowlands they've directly wanted to drag forward by the path that they've took on the tree. 
and like I might not agree with that path that they've took, but they've built it in a way where the middle is where all of the questions come, and the end, you can tell that they've followed the same structure. It's all about just marrying the beginning to the end with the story in the middle. And we're and we're saying we like that you have options in your path, right? Like I, th- yes, I think absolutely. that's I, I, I think that's a universally a good thing. Whereas like, and again, I love talking about shadow, right? So. Shadow Tree has 10 dead ends before the bottom section of the tree. 10. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's which, the, which, uh, which, similar to the rogues, right? Like, you're kind of forced if you ever want to get to the bottom section. It's like, you have to go this way or you have to go through this. Yeah. Is, the the question of really, should, should there be that many talents that don't interlink to anything on the tree at all? Yep. Because. When you look at the shaman one, there are there are some dead ends that I would be happy to be created on it because there's there's very few on there. Yeah, I think I think there's a good there there should be a balance, right? Like and if, I think if some you, of them make you sense. Built it right? in a different way. You could restructure it to make have more dead ends, and it would be fine because the abilities are still appealing. But when you look at some of the shadow ones, the dead ends, some of them are like, what? Like why why would I care about about going all the way to here for this this point? And would I yeah. be willing to give up other stuff? No, not really. So why isn't there any more links there? Yeah. Which is obviously, like, that's the space that they should go for. Yeah. Like Rogue got mentioned, Rogue has two total horizontal paths on its entire, like sub-Rogue that is. It's got two total horizontal paths. Other than that, once you get onto a column, you, you're stuck on that yeah. column. The entire way Outlaw is even more aggressive. I think all three of them are. No, all three, all three, three of them. Assassination three stories. Yeah. Outlaw has absolutely no way to get from mid to left or from mid to right or from left to right in any situation. You always have to go yeah. all the way down one side when you yeah. go there. And that is that's a lot, really. It's so unsatisfying putting together a tree because you know once you're once you're onto that column, you just ride it all the way to the bottom. Yeah, because, I, because, because they all link together. Being a problem. With the old system, like old old no, town because trees, right? you you there weren't links, or links were very uncommon. They were uncommon. You, yeah. Like occasionally you had a link, like you'd have a leader of the pack going into improved leader of the pack, where you had to take improved leader of the pack leader of the pack to get to improved. But other than that, you just put you needed to put five points in each yeah, row, just off shoots, really. and then you could freely select going down. Uh, did they have as many of these? Like, because the other big problem I have. And with my tree, and it would get fixed immediately. Is these these required lines, where it's like you must put in this many points to go below. You right? needed five points above each thing. So, for instance, to get to the second row, you needed five points in the first row. To get to the third row, you just needed five points above the third row. So, so you have ten you... points in the first row, and then just immediately skip to the third are, row. Are you talking it's just about a really gates? different system. Are you talking about the He's gates? Talking about, eight He's talking about the gates and the new system. Yeah, because yeah, so, right, we have a, an eight required line to get to the second section and then a 20 yeah, required yeah. to get to the third section. And that makes it super restrictive because my, and I, I, I think survival might beat me now, but Shadow and Survival have like way more choices in the bottom section than anyone else does. But it feels really bad because everyone has the same required lines to get down there. So, so I want to, I, I want to, Say now, this is just just a uh, spitballing when I've looked at the shaman one. But in some cases, I think the gates are almost there, for, not for all classes, but in some, the gates are there to force you to take um, a lot of the core spells 
that they want they want to know that you've got. So like when we looked at the tree originally, we see like, saw that you could get hot hand without lava lash, and when we actually put points into it, you can't. But you can't spend enough points to get down there. So indirectly, while you could path there, you can't get enough points down there. So the gates are an artificial way of making it so that you have the button to get there. In some cases, yeah, in other I cases, mean, the maybe. opening has so many points that you can actually avoid it, and then that, then you have a, like an egregious problem. I'm checking a tweet that I made. A rogue actually has different position gates to all the other specs as well. As a note, their eight gate is on row three as opposed to on row four, like everyone else. I I will say, uh, circling back to Outlaw as well, one of their problems that I think is because they have no horizontal things, everything on each row has to be completely one theme. Because once you're pathing down it, you have to have things that you actually want to go through. So when you look at the Shaman one, you could have done that with Shaman. You could have had all fire, all storm, all maelstrom in like three rows and then made it vertical. But you don't. So they can mix and match where things go. So you want to path through. When you look at the outlaw one, you've got like all of the ambush stuff on one side. You've got all of the roll the roll of bone stuff down the middle. And then you've got all the pistol shot stuff on the other. And yeah. There's no through pathing whatsoever, and they're all blocked in At those least sections. It's consistent, man. Like, I can't even pick every talent I want for apparition builds because they've spread them out everywhere. So, like, if you want to have a bunch See, of spooky like, ghosts that do damage, you literally can't press every. I do think so. If if you took that stuff where they're all over the place, if they took that but slotted it into a structure like the shaman one, that would sure. work a lot better. Sure. Right? Yes. Then because then you can place it all over the place, and then you'd path around to it. But when you have it like now where it's both linear and spread out, it's intentionally hamstringing building the thing that you'd want to link together. I think it also it... like makes balancing harder because when when you've got clearly themed columns like that, it has a significantly larger knock-on effect when you make small changes. So like it also leads very clearly to cookie cutter. Yes. There's going to be a combination of two rows that will be better. Than any other, yeah. if you have like hard locked yeah. lines, people use this for feral a lot. They say you should have a DD, like a direct damage, and then a bleed. Rate. But then the result is like if you make a small buff to bleeds, maybe suddenly that shifts so that now that this bleed talent is better, and suddenly the it's a much bigger cumulative effect than the like small change would have warranted. So it just makes balancing significantly harder when it's themed like that. I did check, uh, so to your point earlier word of about the eight required and 20 required you're saying could reduce the amount of bad builds you get even with those in place shadow has 16 dead nodes that are possible meaning you can make a full build spending all points and there there are 16 of those buttons that just wouldn't it's work so broken so See, like like i said when it's, it's not it's not every class it, yeah I know. some of them are definitely failing with it but like when you look at the shadow there's what like I, th- I think you could, in total, if you bought all of them, there's like 16 at the top. Six. Well, there, there's 16. If you if you went from top to bottom in the tree, you know. I mean, you no. If you, if you could spend you could spend 16 points just before the first gate. Totally. Oh yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and enhancement can only spend 11. So that means that there's a really skinny margin to actually break the gate and start going down. That's why it just makes. I think the point is just that like. It's really hard to like reason about some of these trees because it, it, it just feels like they were designed with different goals in mind or different 
ideas because like they're just kind of inconsistent across them. Oh right? yeah, it's really hard. So, like, I think the uh, Panty might be a good one to speak to about like the Evoca one does. I would say a reasonably good job because it's so webbed. Of you decide which pathway you're intending to go down, and then you're led down toward it, but you're never locked off. You can always yeah, you, you can always mix and match. Yeah, you, you kind of just end up with looking at your capstones and deciding what build you want to make. So the left side of the devastation tree is all focused on red, which is AoE. The middle is just cooldowns, and the right is blue, which is single target and cleave. Now there, there's good points to pick on either side for any build. So like the uh, the red side has font of magic which gives your empowers an extra level the right side has power nexus which increases your maximum essence so it makes essence spending a bit easier but when you look through kind of the entire tree you make your build you're having to make a pretty easy decision i'd say of do i want cooldown reduction on my kick or do i want throughput for some reason that is the conflicts that you're presented with, you're always going to pick throughput. Yes. Yeah, but again, I mean, again, I think those, I think we all kind of agreed that putting quote utility things in the in the spec tree is dangerous or can lead to unfun decisions, I guess is what we're trying to say. Like, I think it's okay if you make it mandatory. Like, you can't path without yeah. taking them. So like looking at elemental, high looking up. at like, yeah, I'm looking at like inundate, I'm looking at primordial bond, those choice nodes. You can't path without taking those, so you're never really taking a choice between damage and utility. And they're way up in the tree, right? Like I think yeah. like that's the other like having the path out of your way for utility, like like the evoker interrupt yes. is. I think that thing is like smack dab in the middle of the tree, isn't it? The yeah. Thing. Yeah, like that. You know, kind of makes it harder because I think like those choices should be in. The class tree. I think like universally the ones that I've liked the most are where the class trees are like, here's where you diversify the utility of your spec in your class, yeah. right? Um to to a certain extent, right? I think like it's that gets harder when some specs like shaman don't have a lot of overlap in their specs. And maybe it gets easier with something like Death Knight where there is more overlap. Or like Shadow Priest is not even I wouldn't even call it a spec of priest. It's a subclass of the priest class like it's so uniquely different to disc and holy that like i think they really need to try harder if they want to try to put throughput in the class tree and have it make sense right yeah um, let's say priest yeah. just has half a tree because half yeah. the tree does dps throughput and half the tree does healing throughput so you just yeah. only ever click on the dps throughput well that's that's why i've seen people say that they wanted more throughput on the the shaman class tree and I, uh, I just I fundamentally disagree because I think if you did that, it would break the to the system, because that I would mean so. wherever the throughput was, every decision on the tree it, it essentially just boils down to how do I get there? I have to get there because that's the only throughput that I want, so I have to go that way. And when there's so many overwhelming amounts of niche utility that shaman brings, and like the same goes for priests and, and quite a few other classes like druid. When you have all of that, when you start placing that on the tree, there's going to be a lot of instances then where you're going to be like, well, 
I do want Thunderstorm, but there's no way I can get there. So like I've yeah. got enough points, so I don't get it. Whereas with the Shaman one right now, the way it works is there's like five three-put nodes, you get those, and once you've got them all, you can go literally anywhere. You've got enough points to get quite literally any like a smorgasbord of different utility. But like really importantly, you can go anywhere, but you're giving up stuff to go there. You're just not giving yeah, exactly. up damage. You're giving up utility. Yeah, you're like, picking utility yeah. versus utility. Like, do I want a stun exactly. or do I want a knock up? Do I want uh, do I want to do, my totems do I want, or do I want ancestral DR? guidance? Yeah, it's, and that's like a that's an actually interesting choice. Yes. It's not a feels bad choice. And this is what like, I meant. You're, you're happy being anywhere on this tree because it's like it's competing against stuff anywhere else in the tree in the, like the same category. It's so well done. Hmm. That's what I meant. That uh, when I looked at the, the the class talent tree for Shaman, I think that's the best one they've been, done so far. That's Easily. obviously obviously my opinion. Uh, like uh, Word Up said, there's a couple of throughput uh, talents that you'll probably always want to get because we've had this talk with uh, with a lot of uh, people in our stream as well. Because like, why isn't there more damage? I I want some utilities. Like, but it's it's so perfect because if you really think about it, because they've advocated you know going into Shadowlands as well with the unprunings, like let's bring black back class fantasy and not so much spec fantasy um what's more sh shamanic fantasy than all of the totems and all the utility that you bring uh, mana spring totem uh you know lasso and thunderstorm yeah. and and all i think what the beauty the, the the real beauty of the shaman which is what they should bring forward is that the throughput things are placed in specific points where it opens up all the utility options so those are the places you're naturally going to path to Right, you're going to path to more lightning ball damage. You're going to path to nature damage crit, and once you get there, you've got like free routes to basically every other piece of utility, so long as you go there. So you're slightly railroaded toward the place that opens the tree up, and then the tree is now free. It's you. You build it. I think what some people, and I don't think this is the first time. But I think what some people miss sometimes when they look at, like, when the people asking for more damage in this class tree or whatever, is that Blizzard aren't going to tune these specs based on not having any talents. They're going to tune the specs based on having all of the DPS talent. So whenever you're advocating for having DPS somewhere, you have to know that that is going to be counted for in your tuning budget. So if you then later on have to give up damage to pick up utility, you're not going to be on the level par with someone who just takes utility in order to get to damage. Because they're going to be tuned with that in mind, and you're not going to be. So having having a asking for more DPS, like this isn't leaving you behind. If Survival Hunter has 60% DPS traits in their class tree, and you have 0% DPS class traits in your class tree, you're not going to be 60% behind Survival Hunter. You're going to be like roughly on the same level within the realms of Blizzard Balance. Obviously. Yeah, it's, it's about like segmenting yeah. the points. Like if it, if it's done properly, the way that it, I personally feel with it, not everyone will agree, but it's that your spec points should be a premium. Like those are the ones that go into doing your spec good. Your class points should be more freeform. Yes. They're like you picking and choosing, but your spec points are like they're, they're sacred. You don't want to be wasting those on something unless it's really good. If it's not throughput. Yeah, I think it's hard because, like, how do you reason? I think some classes have this harder than others. Like, I think it, it, it's fun for a disc or holy priest to pick up some no more shadow spells, right? And to be like, oh, well, I'm going to spec into the, the shadowy side of my class tree to get more damage out, right? 
Um, cause I think that interaction could be fun, but I think the, the, that creates a problem on the shadow side. That's like, okay, well now the shadow side has like mandatory blocks, <laughs> you know, like of like, well, that's just where your damage is. Right. Um, cause I think it is, it is somewhat normal for a healer to want to say like, oh yeah, I don't need as much healing on this fight. I'm going to go damage, get some more damage. Right. Or like tanks, I think can have a, a similar choice with like mitigation versus damage. But I think that choice for a throughput DPS is not the same. Like there are hardly like when would a DPS ever go like, yeah, I'm gonna sack damage here to get some more healing out in the group. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. never, <laughs> you know. Like unless you get uh, forced to by a raid leader, unless like, you get forced if, by a raid leader or PVP, whatever. I'm just saying PVP. Uh, about it. If Ocus Tree follows the same path as Shaman, and I like, I'm assuming that's what Pantheon wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah, because there's one thing that the Evoker tree does really well that I think all other trees should do is that right in the middle of the class tree, you've got a reset point. Yes. And that reset point takes you to all of the end areas yeah. as well. Absolutely. So you're not forced to go down any of the sides. Tip the scales. When you say reset scales. point, you're saying if you go you down, have a new starting point. <laughs> there's a couple yeah, you of don't have to link to it. You just have to spend enough. Oh, okay, yeah. Like there's, Shadow like, Priest has with all the all the free spec trees have that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are cool. And it reopens the the pathway. Yeah, absolutely. Those things they're not used that much, but when they are used, they look like they're really, really good ideas. And they're in the I think that, that, that one's in the middle section. Every tree, really, yeah. just to help yes. you get from one side to the other. Without it's having right to take a load right. of superfluous stuff. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. I haven't actually noticed that before. But it's yeah, also that. a really, really um, like compelling button. You want to have it, so it's also a really good restart point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can... so for DK, that could be AMZ, yeah, for example, yeah. and then that could branch to both the Frost and Unholy side. And I think that's what we're saying is it's like there are good ideas in some of these talent trees or there are good designs in some of them. And I think, you know, we're just looking at them from like the shadow or the priest trees have need help. I would love to get some of that cool stuff, you know. <laughs> you'll, you'll, Agreed entirely. I, I'm sure you'll get it. Shadow up, guys. <laughs> it, it's it's going to come there eventually. Uh, the the concerns for some, some specs, uh, specifically here, like I'm talking about shadow or feral, um, I don't know, man. Maybe call it copium, call it hopium, or whatever. But I, just judging by what Ian said in regards to how they're approaching this cycle of testing, it's way different. I don't know if you guys know what what he said, but basically they're gonna release candidates on a weekly basis with focuses on that content. So every week they're gonna focus on the feedback get they get from that stuff on that week. And then they're going to start implementing it and push another build and another build and another build. So we're probably at a cycle where they haven't like got to push everything that was probably feedbacked so far for Priest. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Priest talent tree was released prior to the alpha being launched, right? So we kind of knew beforehand. A feral, we we already know. Um, And I was curious like what you guys think. Do, Do you guys feel like this is the better approach to like fixing well, one things? thing i'll say for sure immediately better. for this is that um people need to probably realize that uh it's not one dev per class like there's devs that are doing oh, yeah. multiple ones so while they're saying they're going to do they're taking the feedback and they're working on it and they're implementing stuff they're also at the same time still 
building the other trees that haven't been released yet. So until they're all on the table, they've got like priorities here. They need to get the base one out before they start tweaking other things. So I agree, but I think there's a middle ground here of like, so the hunter tree has been released and there have been like, what, five blue posts since then? I, Seven. I think in the right. case, I, I, to not, not say that they're, they're, there's a reason that the hunter ones are getting a lot more feedback now because I, I, I know, but the other thing they need to do is now done. Sure. I, 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 I'm just saying like, I think if you want to put people at ease in the feral community and the shadow community or any community that feels like their talent tree is missing stuff, all of us have given feedback either on the forums or elsewhere. It does not take much time to be like, hey guys, we've seen that the the community hates Searing Nightmare. Exactly. We're looking at it. That's it. I I need one sentence, right? Like the smallest bit of acknowledgement would ease people so much. I I don't need you to iterate on it immediately. I'm not asking for you to have a week turnaround on this shit. Like, I understand these things take time. What doesn't take time is for you to acknowledge feedback and say that we're looking at it, right? And I think that's what has people upset when they see all these posts about hunters or they see iteration on spectres that were released after hours in the case of priest is like guys what did you forget about us and, and i understand it's probably different devs like i get that but i think it shows a good example that i wish other devs would follow suit in that like okay yeah we see that priests are upset about the pathing of their trees searing nightmare having too much utility in their spec tree like those are good points. We should, we should, we, we, we are looking at them and I'm sure that they are. I'm, I'm the copium is that they've read our feedback and they agree with at least some of it and they're looking at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell us that? <laughs> there will, will be funny as this episode will roll out on Monday. The, the build they're going to push out is going to be with fucking priest, priest feedback. Yeah. And narration and, and druid. They'll, they'll, they'll hard, blow my mind. Hard copium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the, the change of how they're doing is all well and good. It just remains to be seen whether or not it's uh, it's talk or if it follows through. Speaking Hopefully of, it, we are following through, but yeah, we'll see. But speaking I, of guilty as like what uh, we didn't talk about feral at all, and I really wanted to to get just a little bit into it. I mean, you know, uh, from what you've seen so far, and I know you wrote a piece back uh, when the the first Druid talents were were pointed out and said made a couple of cool suggestions. But from what you see now, where do you see is like like the the biggest I don't know three concerns or whatever. Because I tested it out, and <laughs> dude, I mean, it didn't feel that bad. I mean, it didn't feel like so, at the levels of bad that that public is describing for Shadow. Let me put it like that. I think the class tree of for, for Druid in general is fine. I think there's a small, a few small uh, like objections. I have the class tree that can prove it, but uh, it could be it could be better. But it, it's it's okay. It's definitely not the worst class tree. I think the spec tree um, for Feral is just really bad. Though. I think it's only like I was somewhat cautious when I saw the first one because I was like, it's kind of the first one. It's it's kind of on a similar level to DK. Um, I kind of don't want to object too much because I don't know whether like this is the status quo and I need to adjust my expectations or whether like others are going to be great and this is awful. And like, frankly, as I've seen more, I've become just become more and more disappointed with the feral tree. It's there's so many like two pointers or three pointers in travel. Like this brutal slash node is like this huge block off if you're ever doing content. 
heinous. It's heinous is the answer. So so bad. If you're ever doing content that you to hit multiple times, it's just atrocious. And it's just feels a bit unbalanced. Like as far as like three changes that I do to make fix it, I don't know if I could fix it with three changes. Like I, 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 just I like the But well, you have to take Brule slash to, to get to like all of the other stuff on the right. That that's the thing. Yeah. I, I hate could that. make it more acceptable with three changes, but I don't think I could make it good. Yeah. I think I would categorically say you need way more than three changes to fix yeah. it. Like the the philosophy on the druid one is very alien to uh, the feral one specifically to a lot of the other spec ones. There's also like, just no, understanding. It's, there's no there's, innovation in it. The, it's one of the most, if not the most, taxed trees to get to certain things. There's, yep. there's lo- Shadow is also very taxed. But there's a lot of like things just objectively in the way that are the opposite of what you're trying to do if you wanted to do certain builds. And then there's nothing that really marries it together. There's a lot of just ideas thrown out. It doesn't seem to have honed in on how you would build it in different ways. It's very much just like Shadowlands Talent Tree 1.5. Yeah. And I, like and I brought this up before, before, the, before the call, but it's like, I think the innovation part's really interesting because Shadow does yes. have a couple new talents. I think maybe Feral does. Maybe, maybe. I hope they have a few new ones. No, um, we have zero. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Actually, zero. <laughs> so we have, we have four or a couple, but like, the the problem that I have with that is while they've given us a couple new ones, it's also possible right now in the current tree to pick 19 of the current 21 talents you have in Shadowlands, which creates a very messy Shadow Priest. Like the talents in Shadowlands were not designed for you to have all of them at once. And so to be able to pick up 19 of your current 21, it's like, guys, what 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 is happening? <laughs> like this is the spec was not designed with that in mind, and it I, it, just, it just feels like a, a very messy experience in the tree, especially because on the way, you kind of just have to pick Shadow Crash. You have to pick Void Torrent. It's like, like wh- why? <laughs> you know, um, it's it kind of removes the choice a little bit, and I think that's kind of like, yeah, we wanted to be able to move, have some unique builds with our existing talents and, you know, have some experimentation. But having 19 of your current 21, I don't know. That's a it's a bit extreme, I think. One thing is that when it, when I when it comes to the class tree, I do think that people are one to oneing other classes and they're putting the capstones on a pedestal. They like think that the capstone should be the most amazing. I absolutely have to get here thing. Sure. And I don't yep. necessarily think that the capstones need to be that. On some some classes, I do it does warrant it because it is cool to have the DK utility, for example, as capstones because they're all pretty strong. But like on the shaman one, or the druid one is another one. You don't need the endpoints to be completely bonkers. You you only need to it to be a wait one or two Agreed. that are pretty good. You need to make the middle interesting because the yeah. middle is the thing that makes it a case of do I want to go multiple pathways to two capstones that are good rather than I have to go this way for it. Yeah. Agreed. Like, uh, the, you should feel compelled clicking on the capstone because you invested getting there, but it doesn't have to be like the most mind-blowing, impressive, yada, yada, yada. When it comes to the spec trees, I do think that yes. it's probably warranted that the capstone should be like on a pedestal that Wowzers. you really want to build around yeah. those. But the class tree, I think, is much more open. 
And in yeah. some cases, people have just looked at certain ones and thought, oh, wow, that is a really good capstone for that class. Why don't I have one of those? And it's a bit of a weird dichotomy. I mean, that's the nature of utility, right? Utility is always going to be somewhat similar. So if you make the class tree heavily utility-focused, then you kind of can't make the capstones super mind-blowing because then they just become mandatory. <laughs> um, so I guess it depends how you view the class tree in terms of like utility versus throughput structure. But yeah. Yeah. Fail tree needs some work. <laughs> Shadow too. Well, Feral's an example of them putting a lot of utility in capstone areas that is going to railroad people. Yeah. Almost definitely. Etc. Etc. Et yeah. But like the the spec tree is is its own weird thing. But like the class tree that shows there are things that you you kind of you kind of yeah, want yeah, yeah. and you're going to have the yeah. path through, and it's going to pull you away from being able to pick where you want to be comfort yeah. or utility that's maybe a bit more specific. Because you just don't have the points. Yeah, but uh, at, the, at the end of the day, we're still looking at like the very second build of the Alpha. It's uh, uh, the 21st oh, sure. of July. And, you know, obviously everybody's like throwing in feedback and concerns. And, and you know, rightfully so, there's, there's, there's a lot to be concerned about. Um, since we are looking at probably a shorter cycle of, you know, testing, at least... You know, it's a bit more focused and maybe more cranked up as we get further and further along. I cannot help but wonder because you guys mentioned it at the beginning, but I don't feel we we've like uh, developed it enough. The pre patch, like I know, I know it's always a mess. Like when we go into pre patch from one expansion to to another, uh, but we kind of got used to like since Legion, we kind of got used to like the new like the former borrowed power being translated into you know the 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 patch that introduces the new expansion or whatever do you how, how do you guys see this because i feel like at, at some point speaking of shadow who has like what like lots of conduits and 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 almost a tier set in there and legendaries are they like gonna disable that in the pre-patch uh, is that gonna be left in there or like what what is your take on that it's always bonkers i know it's yeah, I think really the the challenge is like what what are your goals for pre-patch, right? Like do you expect people Crazy. to clear mythic faded raids <laughs> in pre-patch, right? If the answer is yes, you're going to need to nerf the crap out of it. <laughs> um cuz like just, you know, put frankly, you know, specs and we see this right now on alpha, which I think is giving us good perspective that like specs in their current state at level 60 are in some cases husks of what they are at level 70 right you're you're missing so much of your identity so like it's going to be really hard to balance things like that as well as do you enable conduits well some conduits were added as talents right so do they work together do they double up if they don't double up that means a spec where they can double up or they didn't move their conduits over is now at an advantage with you yeah. and all those little things add up to where it's like balance is going to be broken some specs might be just straight up unviable. So it's like, what do you, you know, it's going to be a really tumultuous time of like, what what do you, how much work do you invest in making pre-patch a functional thing? Because um, even if you go into it, and you're saying, yep, legendaries don't work. Nothing with covenants works. So soul binds, conduits, covenant abilities, all that's gone. It's like, uh, how are you going to tune the raids? Um, tier sets, do tier <laughs> sets work? Like a lot of people got tier sets put as talents, right? Like, 
how, how are you going to tune any sort of content mythic plus faded raids you know like it's not even considering there are some tier sets that are attached to abilities that you could not pick anymore on the tree yeah. so they just wouldn't work so like the, I, it's going to be a wild time um so i the, wouldn't expect the, i think the thing is much. we've we've seen it before in other pre-patches though yeah. where they're missing something that they're going to get just from leveling that actually makes them completely worthless without it so they're as sad as it is you just have to spend two weeks being bricked and it sucks but sometimes that's how the dice falls for some people i mean i've had it happen um a couple of expansions subtlety had its situation in uh the shadowlands pre-patch because it just didn't have any aoe at all in the pre-patch <laughs> oh my god i remember from leveling because you didn't have black powder so like yep. uh or elemental had its problem where mastery was completely broken in the wad pre-patch so 90 percent of the damage was coming from little rocks that shot out of their asshole so it's like <laughs> it's, it's always going to happen there's going to be an outlier it's going to be rubbish for some people and then there's going to be a couple yep. of people who have two weeks of being over the moon amazing for expansion launches and then yeah, maybe they're not minutes so of good. fame but to, to this point, uh, especially to what public built upon, um, obviously, like, you know, we can look at a bunch of stuff that Shaman has as well and uh, Druid as well. There are also legendaries and Torghast powers and a bunch of legendaries that we have currently on live are Torghast powers. And if you go in Torghast, if I'm not mistaken, for, for a bunch of them, they stack. The effects stack, right? I'm thinking something like a Dark Lair Medallion for, for a Demon Hunter that has a chance to reset I-Beam uh, and if you loot that power in Torghast it stacks with the with the legendary as well right so I wouldn't it be stack. it's two separate things alright it's so, like two separate but you do have both dice rolls to it, but you, you they do both work but it's two different dice rolls for it so you've got two so, different things working at once yeah, that so, could happen so what, I, what I'm saying is that they already have the script in to have like multiple iterations of the same thing work at once I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it uh, especially since we're seeing right now obviously more and more time walking and more and more going back to the uh, the original content and likely you know the way we kept uh, the uh, legendary cloak in BFA that still works right now but doesn't work in Shadowlands I would imagine there's some restrictions going forward, but likely the stuff will still be kept. And obviously there's the bigger question is like, what is Evoker getting? Because Evoker has no no covenants, no conduits, no soulbinds, no legend. There is nothing. So Well, the way that you'd look at it is I think it, it would almost it's almost exactly gonna mirror uh BFA to Shadowlands. Like the neck still worked in BFA content once you left BFA and you went to the Shadowlands, it didn't work anymore. And that's probably what yeah, the Soulbinds conduits are going to be. It's if you're doing Shadowlands content in that, it's active. Uh, Evoker don't need it. At the end of the day, just like Demon Hunter, when they launched in WAD, they were just a complete husk. They barely worked. They didn't have their talents. They weren't functional because all of their talents came from like every two levels past 100, rather than every 15 that everyone else had. Yeah. Speaking at least, so Shadow Priest is like 90% implemented in SimC. So we've like gone through spell data for every single one of the new talents, basically. It seems like they are trying to make things interoperable between uh, like conduits, for example. They were all duplicated. So like they've created new spells for all the things that we already have. So like we have a Mind Devourer conduit in Shadowlands. They've copy and pasted that spell, created a new Mind Devourer for the talent version, right? which kind of suggests that they want to at least leave the door open to things working together. Um, but who knows? We'll, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, right? Mm. 
Yeah, plus yeah. Uh, faded braids. Sure. I don't know if that is going to like be still in the pre-patch. Isn't that just season only, and season will end? Well, typically, season because the end of season be. continues in the pre-patch, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's all it's like different. all of the rewards get calculated at the end, but the things that you can do, you can still like queue arena. You can still go and do the raids. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So they'll sure. they'll like leave it in oh. as just a. Yeah. You don't get any achievements or anything else, but it's still there. You can go and do it yeah. if you want. I mean, if clear. they get bad feedback, maybe they disable it. <laughs> I guess, but yeah. hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see Denathrius being killed by two tanks and eighteen yeah. uh, evokers. <laughs> that time where Rick's probably going to put out a lot of videos. For oh sure. no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, remember yeah, the, the Demon Hunter, the Demon Hunter plague. I mean, that sounds fun. I don't know. I'd love to see how many fights break when you add a bunch of evokers. That sounds great. It does sound funny. It is always the funny part of pre-patch. It's just stuff yeah. being a complete abomination that's broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once yeah, I think like I, I don't get me wrong. I don't care if things don't work very well in pre-patch. Like yes. that's, that's oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's just the yeah. topic of discussion. How how fucked up will things will be? Nobody I here know. I think nobody here is like concerned, it's like, oh my god, pre-patch is gonna be broken. Nah, it's supposed to be. We're kinda used to it being fun and you know, yeah. I guess if we had to choose, we probably would like things to be crazy rather than oh, eighty percent of the stuff is just not working yeah. anymore and just have to you, wait for yeah, two weeks. For sure. you, you want it to be wild and funny and there's just like two weeks of silly memes that people find or like weird weird stuff sure. rather than it just be two weeks of boring that people log in they do the quest line that's in the pre-patch and then they log off for two weeks yeah log off but like we know dev time isn't universal and like I always think it's interesting how like people ask Ian questions like when can EU and NA play together right um, it's like well that's a lot of work like I would love to do it but we have to spend time on other things so taking that argument I would hate for the devs to waste time on making pre-patch exactly. work versus fixing, fixing. The, the shadow priest. Yeah. Tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the feral. So like, that, I guess that's my two cents of like, I don't care yeah, about sure. pre-patch in the sense that I don't want you to spend dev time making that shit work when there are other things that clearly need help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is like for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, but then the things you're referring to is like for the whole entirety of the game. couple of years. Yeah, you better make sure that the, the foundation is, you know, rock solid oh, yeah. for that. So, you know, uh, again, nobody here is going to be upset, uh, at least on this podcast, that, you know, oh my God, prepatch is broken. Nah, it's fine. We're just talking about how crazy it can become. That's the whole deal of it. Uh, but I guess I'm, we're getting close uh, to yeah, the what, One thing about prepatch before that ends is... Sure. That I truly do hope if it is a complete mess, they don't do what they have done in the past, where like a specs comes screaming out the gates and is demolishing bosses, and then tune based off that, oh. and then they suffer for the rest of the expansion yeah. because they got nerfed in the pre patch. Because that like has been focus, horrible. Yeah. 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 Cool. There's definitely potential yeah. for that. There, there is potential. Uh, Pentia, you wanted to, uh, to say something about Blood Decay? Yeah. Yeah. So. Blood Decay at the moment on Alpha is very much leaning towards the current playstyle of Blood Decay, which is fast-paced with the four set. The two and set, there's talents in the tree to essentially recreate that playstyle, but a bit better. And it kind of goes against the theme of Blood Decay. You know, slow, methodical, can take big hits, can heal it back up. And it just turns into a Heart Strike, Death Strike, Spamming Simulator instead, where it the skill becomes a huge component in can the player live or not. 
because if DK is then tuned around that, then it becomes a bit problematic in terms of how the spec is perceived, how people play the spec, long-time players of the spec, are they playing something entirely new? Because on live, Blood DK has a lot of stamina modifiers, so it can just take big hits and all is good. Those stamina modifiers on alpha are lower, so it has a similar amount of health to other tanks. It has like a little bit more, but not egregiously more like it does now. Yeah. But it's a choice, right? So you can still go for the like what you got used to. Well, I think that's, if that's you what go the down is, those, right? if you go down the other paths where you don't pick that play style, you you've just lost out. Like you're you're just a fundamentally weaker blood UK. Right. Okay. Like that's that's where the they need to do the same thing that some other classes have done, where you can see that you could build without feeling like it's worse. Because you, you know that there are some people who really liked X version of Blood Decay, and if they can't build something at least relatively similar to that without dipping into this is the one that you play, then you've kind of railroaded and undermined the system. I think so, it's also like, an interesting be... point of like how many things should stay borrowed power. You know, like, oh, that was fun for a tier, but I don't know if I want it back forever. You know, I'd prefer if it kind of lent in two different fantasies via split nodes. So if you go down the kind of slow methodical path, that split node would be your death strikes heal more, you have more health. Just ballpark. That's, then, that's something that some classes don't utilize enough, I think, is split nodes. Because they're very uh, good to differentiate yeah. your pathway. So you're taking the same path, but it's just different, yeah. Yeah, well, you could mix and match and make some monstrosity. Some of the split nodes are like, it's a node that you want to go through all the time, but they serve fundamentally different purposes. So based on everything else that you pick, that's what defines which you take in the split node. And that's what a good split node is, as far as I'm concerned. Some of the other ones are just there to create friction, which is also okay sometimes, but some of them are very, very clever. I think uh, Blood Decay in 9.2 is a good example of what Bar Park can do to a spec, because um, this is just my general impression, learning how to really understand how Blood Decay works over the last couple of years. Blood Decay 9.2 is a different spec than normal Blood Decay and it kind of goes against its core mechanics and what it's supposed to do. And people who play Blood Decay for the first time in 9.2, if they don't keep the tier set, I don't know if they'll be able to play the, the Blood Decay that, you know, that's actually there because it's it's the degenerate heart <laughs> degenerate playstyle of spamming heart strike to maintain an uptime of a cooldown that's not supposed to have that much uptime with that much parry and everything that you know 9.2 does and if it's taken into into shadowlands um i'm i don't know if i don't know if that if there's a way to get both worlds uh to you know coexist since it's it's like a totally different playstyle where blood decay is designed to take like panthea said big hits and hit and heal them back um as opposed to you know not take almost any damage whatsoever and just forever live and spam hard strike which, I mean, we can agree uh, or, or disagree of, oh, well, that's a Blood Decay that I find fun. However, I don't know if a tank that's well-designed just spams one button. I mean, I don't, I'm sorry, Guardian Thresh, Thresh, what? Uh, 
but yeah so what what would you consider a fix for this uh is it the the choice nodes to have both builds available and buff the the non 9.0 dk build so the way that i would approach it would be go a bit more extreme but put them on opposite ends of the talent tree so instead of having you know, the current blood dk playstyle right in the middle so you force down the middle have it over to the, the right have all of the stuff on the right hand side leaning into it have other core pieces that you'd want in the middle so you'd have vamp blood in the middle still and you know you just have two different things allow a bit of cross pollination in the middle so you can dip a little bit into either side but that's that's kind of how i'd approach it without sitting in excel for about two days <laughs> if you want i can give you ideas to make it worse uh, <laughs> oh yeah it's, yeah it's not like it's not so like watch i love ideas to make it Hold worse. On. you're gonna this is great so look at the shadow tree you're okay. gonna spit we're blood we're back in into two different talents we have a le- we have a legendary uh called shadow flame prism that fundamentally changes how you play the spec oh um it's a it's a fun it's an interesting choice they brought it back in dragonflight and they put it in the class tree meaning you take it all the time and it's now no longer a choice and now you have it all the time forever so if you want to fix blood decay i think you just put that in the class tree as your only option that you take and you know <laughs> seems great you know yeah, I, I, yeah it's not it, like blood, it down let's put a priest legendary in the dk tree yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not like blood decay was the only spec that got mega warped by borrowed power this tier specifically though right yeah. like survival is a really good example of loads of the people have picked up survival survival does not play in any remotest concern like like it used to in any way at all and all of the mechanics that survival actually operated on you don't engage with whatsoever with survival but like that's right fine now. to get rid of right <laughs> but like it sh- the problem is it, it should be supported and you find the problem that was degenerate about it because like the degeneracy in survival really is just it's a two button one two combo so they tried whether they succeed remains to be seen but they've tried to introduce a third button in there so it breaks it up and there's cross-pollination across the tree so you aren't necessarily forced to like all in on those two buttons so they've dragged the idea forward but they've iterated on it you can't just drag forward something that completely and totally warped the core and have that be the go-to because everyone who liked anything before it well they're they're just playing it wrong and you yeah, don't unless want it is going to be the new core but then that should be at the top of the tree rather than the bottom and it needs to be universally liked i think that's the other tricky part of like yeah. adding something yes. that available or that uh like you removing the choice from it right like shadow has to go down this route in the class tree that's where all the damage is and it's like okay well now that's a part of your core play style like twist of fate shadows execute yeah that makes sense that should be part of the core play style but some of these borrowed power effects like tier sets or legendaries, I think people probably like playing with them for a tier, but how many people want to play with that forever? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, very much like it. Yeah. Well, there's, there are some, like, uh, some some of the sets genuinely did deserve to be brought forward. Like, I, I think the Feral one not being dragged forward, like, almost in a more succinct way but like iterated on that's a really good example of something they should be really thinking about keeping Maybe, about. yeah that's the kind of thing that could have worked into like build your own berserk shit as opposed to like setting berserk up into three points yeah 
there's lots of iterations of like where they can see what has worked and just keep it there. Maybe a muted version if it was too strong or a buff version if it was too weak and then have that be in the tree. And sometimes that's happened here. Other times, uh, it's, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, on that note, <laughs> we can we we can end it with lots of ideas being thrown around here. And uh, good note, good note. Yeah. Well, once again, well, once again, you know, we we have. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel like like the the feedback and the chats that are being being uh, thrown around in, in this podcast specifically is like fucking gold. If like the right people would get them listen to it, it will make the the game so much smoother. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the the general takeaway is that uh, the alpha is surprisingly polished for how how early we are in it compared to to past uh, examples and past expansions. So it kind of makes sense that the release has been pushed to yeah, to yeah. this year. Well, we still have some kinks in the armor that need to be need to be addressed but there are very good examples on to how to address those kinks with you know shaman being the most recent one yeah there's there's good examples plus this like i think the most important thing about this alpha is as a lot of the folks uh, today pointed out a lot of the content world content you know even dungeons feel way more complete than in past expansions which lends me to believe that there will be more time and resource allocated to iterate on all of the issues we talked about today. Mm. As opposed to previous expansions where you did not have a lot of the content world dungeons finished, not to mention the fucking other systems, right? Like one of the biggest features was Torghast, remember that? Uh, dragon riding feels, uh, you know, at the very the, the, the very start of it, you know, with the races and everything. Yeah, whatever, whatever we have seems like it's working seems 100% to so be far. working good, yeah, of course. So... Added on top of that, you know the the proletariat people that have uh, started working like since May or something part of part of that that group. I mean, it's still you know call it copium whatever, but or hopium. Well, it, it's still it's on a the PM better, for sure. on the better side. I think if we would have had this podcast in Shadowlands Alpha, oh boy, would the lights be dimming down. <laughs> so it's definitely a different vibe, and uh, yeah. yeah, hoping uh, hoping for for the best to come, right? Again, I, I'm putting my bets here. I, I can almost bet that next week's build was going to have something either really to priest or or uh, uh, druid. Uh, if that's going to happen, oh. <laughs> but that's, that's a big prediction. Yeah. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Uh, but that being said, thank you once again, Mr. Guiltyus, Mr. Public, Mr. Pantia, and Mr. Word Up. Listen, chat as always. We shall uh, catch everybody again on next Monday with a different podcast. We don't know yet what it's going to be about, but you can bet your ass once we have a lot more to cover and talk about. We'll gather up the uh, wonderful minds present here today, plus Mandel, hopefully, and uh, we'll chat it up some more. Uh, Remember to check the description for all the links for Guiltyus and Public and uh, Pantia and Word Up. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. That being said, Thank you for watching. Thank you very much. Bye. And see you next time. Bye. 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 I've been loving it then. I still love it now. Still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. Getting better every day. Let me show you how. Cause still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. It's getting harder to stay, but at the end of the day, it's a guilty pleasure. So just log in and play. Whether it's classical retail, I'ma do a slash bow. Still, I play wild.